Chris's host pick. Also on is Nicole. Thank you for having me on your host pick. <laughs> yes, you were voluntold. And uh, Mama Kay. I am the fourth volunteer here on the host pick. <laughs> well, kind of the third, maybe even the second, because I'm on all the shows, just picked it. So anyway, uh, this is the host pick episode. Is this as how Jess this is going to go? Really? Like that? <laughs> as, as Jess was saying, this is the host pick episode. We do one of these every month and one of the four hosts here takes a turn picking something for all of us to watch. The only criteria is that it has to be movie-ish length or shorter and it has to be free on one of the major platforms being Netflix, Prime, Hulu, Disney Plus, YouTube, anywhere else that's completely free to pretty much everybody. Uh, and this month, it was Jess's turn. Jess, what did you have us watch? It's this very, very, very short film called If Anything Happens, I Love You. So originally, I had something in mind, and I'm probably going to save it for my next host pick. But I came across this on TikTok just a few days before um, I knew you were going to ask me what I was going to choose. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to choose this one instead. I think this one's going to be fun to talk about with all of you guys. So yeah, we came across on a TikTok. What? Uh, yeah, how? Uh, we, I, we, we, everyone has different TikTok algorithms at this point. Uh, so I, yeah, I never see. I have a lot of movie stuff on there, but uh, this never came across my plate. Was it just like a clip of it, or were people talking about it? Yeah, I think my TikTok algorithm is definitely millennial based. Um, a lot of them are like millennials working from home, or like what would, or just COVID stuff, or people reacting to things. But I. I saw two of these videos, and it was I think, two days after the release date on Netflix, and it's just like a girl crying, and she's like, you have to watch this. And I was like, well, it's only 10 minutes in the movie to cry. Sure, I'll watch it. Um, <laughs> and, that, and that wasn't me doing that. <laughs> yeah. This time. Uh, so usually that's 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 my job. Uh, so I yeah, like I said, I hadn't heard anything about this. Uh, Nicole, I know you don't love this question, but had you heard anything about this going in? <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't think that I have. And when I actually started for a split second, I thought that I might have seen this before, but now that you're saying that it's only been out for a couple weeks, I doubt that that is the case. I feel like it's one of those Mandela effects I'm having <laughs> or deja vu or something. We'll have to see if we can pinpoint whatever this reminds you of. And I'm um, okay. Any, any news heard about this beforehand before this? No, not about this movie. The, the phrase is interesting because i think that it is actually taken from a real life perhaps um, maybe shooting. that's what i'm thinking of yeah that's what i think oh, that might have to be talked about and you said school shooting here's the plot Sorry. of if anything happens I, well, I think it's i think it's in the title and it's also 12 minutes hard to spoil something so short uh if anything <laughs> happens i love you is a beautifully illustrated animated short film that takes us on an extraordinary emotional journey of two parents struggling to overcome the hurt left by a tragic event that leaves their family changed forever. I guess that description is a little more vague than Mama K's, but uh, if you have not seen If Anything Happens, I Love You, it is, like we just said, very short, only 12 minutes, probably even less with credits. It's yeah, on Netflix it's, it's right now. it's actually 10. <laughs> yeah, there you go, it's only Minus 10. credits. <laughs> it's on Netflix right now. It's got some uh, people that you've probably heard of produced it. The director is Will McCormick and Michael Govier. They're two smaller actors. Will McCormick's a writing partner with Rashida Jones, so people might know his other things from that. Uh, so if you have any interest, it is on Netflix. I don't know how um, the animated short, short nominations at the Oscars usually go, but uh, 
it's getting good getting good buzz so this this could be on the short list to make nominations so any interest on netflix we will spoil it now uh no rating system on this show because it is a host pick uh so just kind of talked about a little bit why you thought it would be interesting for us to talk about i think just because it's something different um it's a different style it's definitely a different length it's not usually something that we watch but it's very creative and i'm Curious about how your takes on it was. Um, but my first question is, did any of you guys have waterworks? And if you did, which was the scene <laughs> that broke you? I definitely did. Um, I don't remember where exactly it was because there is, despite it being like 10 minutes, there was a lot of leading up to something very bad happening. But I, I, I think it was probably three quarters of the way in. I definitely shed a tear. Yeah, so Nicole and I watched this together, so I think we kind of have a general understanding of how we each reacted to this. So, how about Mom? Okay, what, what did did you did you tear up at all in this? Yeah, so twice. I mean, um, it's it's hard to say you stop because it's so short that I'm not sure sure I stopped, but I think I did. Um, and it's going to be an interesting point because I actually started crying when they went back. Uh, all the way to the very beginning and they were in the hospital and the baby had just been born and they were both there with her. And then I cried again when at the very near the very end, when the couple were together on the bed and they, and she and the mom finally, you know, let her, her tears come out and the husband and they were hugging one another and, and trying to comfort each other. So those two points is where I, that's where I cried. Did you get any tears, Nicole? Did, did this pull any anything out of you? Um, it's it certainly evoked emotion. I don't want to sound like the Grinch, but I didn't. I don't think that I quite <laughs> shed a tear. Um, oh. The only reason I say that is I want to get my negativity out of the way real quick. It's very small. Um, I didn't like. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like the the style of the drawing. Um, oh, okay. So I didn't. I didn't like the the look of it for a good minute or two it took me to get past that i didn't like it once we talk more about the symbolism of what's happening i start to come around but just that that immediate um hit that i get of the actual style of it was just not i didn't like it that much so that took me a minute to get into this mindset but after that it's it's very um gut-wrenching to watch this and i definitely had the emotion afterwards that's the negativity that i had about it that gave me that little that little bit of lag time but i was definitely feeling something at the end i uh, i didn't i should have clocked it because i i kind of knew i'm the crier on the show so i kind of knew uh so it was <laughs> how far i, I want to say it was probably about 90 seconds in is when i started crying something <laughs> like that wow way to hold it's, it back <laughs> It's when it's when the uh, she walks by the door and the cat's sitting out by the door um, oh is when it gosh. starts and that's it and I guess I'll, I'll for for the structure of the, for the structure of how this this short sets we haven't really talked about the, how it's made it's a it's like a interesting style of animation it's very uh, like sketchbook looking the character the, it's like stop the motion are, type of. Yeah, it's a little like flip booky almost. Yeah, uh, it's kind of what it looks Simple like. Simple line drawing, um, and it it starts with these two, this couple, and they're sitting at a table and they're having spaghetti and meatballs. Uh, and there's they're these lar- they're sitting quietly. They look sad, and there's large shadows projecting their emotions. Uh, and they're 
sometimes they're yelling and and screaming at each other and sometimes they're sobbing hysterically and sometimes they're embracing each other uh and we kind of the first third is we go through this couple who's they're clearly sad grieving something and we get hints that it's because their their kid is has passed away uh then we get like kind of a sweeping montage to a song uh, that takes us back. The shadows take us back to kind of a flashback series from the birth of their daughter up until the day she is killed in a school shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a we have a third mini act conclusion where the the shadow of the daughter tries to bring them together. That's the general sketch of what happens in this. So when we're talking about it, we, you kind of know where we are. But yeah, cried at the beginning. I kind of took a not a cry break, but like. It went from like I, I could I could kind of choke it back a little bit during the song the middle song, and then by the end I you know I had actually I had dri- tears dripping down my face so yeah, um, yeah not, not surprising oh. I had about the about the effect as I was expecting, uh and you said you 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 felt that you felt it as well Jess oh yeah no I I definitely cried through this and I it's like with any other movie it's a different effect if you watch it at night or watch it during the day I always have more emotion or feel more attached to things when I watch them at night yeah. for some reason I don't know if anyone else is like that but yeah same in general I think I think that's I think that's true unless it's really late and then I'm like devoid but yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you brought up the cat because that was something that I mentally meant I meant to write down and I wanted to specifically ask Nicole. Or how she felt the same way I did. I am so glad that they had a black cat as a family pet here. Because Aww. whenever you think of like a a family or like, you know, a typical family like this is, a mom and dad and a kid, they are always just like a golden retriever or just some sort of like <laughs> some sort of pet. But I am so glad that the like the family pet is this really social black cat that they all that really was a big part of this. It's very true because also just as depicted in other media that cats are very standoffish, except when they know that there's something wrong and they become very um, attached and emotional. And they, they played that perfectly in this, just showing that cat's emotion with the record player and the emotion with the, with the shirt, you know, if you have a cat and you feel him pushing his little paws on you and it just feels so, um comforting and that you know he's he's at peace with it and when he did it to the shirt of the of the girl it just really showed the compassion so i totally agree i really i really like the the cat in this too i think it's a it's a nice piece i think it's really suitable for this i think that um you kind of get that sleekness of and it kind of complements the style of of the artwork in the movie and i just think that a little girl with a, a kitty cat is just sort of a, a special thing. It's sort of a deeper, I don't know, a deeper emotion than you get. Like, it's always a boy and his dog. And I think it's fine that it's a girl and her cat. Like, and it's and a I friend. Think, it's her friend. You know? Yeah. And I think I think in this case, it really, you know, it. if it were a dog, it would have been, it would have been different. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that. They had it like sit, and I, I could always remove myself from my tears and like the back of my head and think of like snarky comedic things to say. I was like, our cats would never just sit at the door; they'd be fucking scratching that thing to hell. I don't care. Like, <laughs> they, 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 like it was just like sitting waiting for her, and I'm like, oh, that's and and I, and I'm active. That's where I started crying, and even through that, in the back of my head, I'm like, my fucking cat would 
scratch that fucking door up and never give me a moment of peace. But they use the cat really well. Like the cats, yeah, curl up with the with the next to the record player when the record player starts playing. Yeah, um, he's yeah, playing and, with you know, the that, shadow too, which is a really big, you know, important piece. Obviously, the the family cannot see that, but that that cat knows that her that her shadow is there, her spirit is there. He's playing with her. The mom kind of right. picks up and, on it a little bit, I think. I didn't picture pick up any of the humans noticing the shadows until the end when no, the but they, they were notice, shadow literally. They were noticing that the cat was behaving. Yeah, the mom was did. noticing that the cat was behaving, you know, uh, animatedly. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's definitely true. Which, you yeah, have to, yeah, you have to kind of think about what type of thoughts the the parents are, are putting into their own heads at this point, too. Like, a yeah. lot of people who have such a tragedy in their life find comfort and find, you know, peace at, at little spirits, a butterfly or a, a um, dandelion, things like that, that are messages, a dime yeah. on the floor. The message of the cat, you know, uh, playing with the air in her room has to give that that mom something right do you have another another segue for us jess oh yeah next question um <laughs> so how does the film how does the film style um such as like animation lack of words shadow figures music choice impact the overall message the first minute or so i was not on board with the style i didn't like the um the scratchiness i guess i guess i did have one more more little thing that i didn't care for was the song that was playing on the record player it was it was oh. weird sounding i don't know what was i don't know why it just sounded out of place everything else sounded everything else felt so dry and gray and maybe this was such a contrast that it threw me off guard you know this this song was so clean and it was so pretty and as the music intensified in that scene it that's when like the emotion started for me it was like rushing like it's just you can't turn it down, and and that's what brought back all the memories. That's when we, I think that's when we started from birth. I, I don't know what what I was feeling at the time, but I, I, as I got over it, um, I loved the symbolism of the shadows. I think that they were used really well. It told the story itself to the point where we didn't need the words. We had very little sound. We had the cat meowed a couple times, and I think it was perhaps. At like the third part, um, the stars and the I think it was the stars and the flag turned to raindrops. It was whatever turned to raindrops. Um, that mm-hmm. was just a really powerful message too. So I got over my my non like of it from the beginning, and it I really came around. The song is 1950 by singer songwriter King Princess. So it's a electro pop song for people who don't know the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I didn't recognize the song, but I didn't mind it. I thought it mm-hmm. was. Just something that she would listen to as a little girl. Like, it, it wasn't like a, a classical song or something that would fit the style. I think it was just something that more fit the character mm-hmm. than the style of the movie. It's interesting. Like, I, I like this pr- like pretty solidly, but I, my thing that I didn't like either was actually the middle song. I liked better when it stuck with a more tra- it's like a traditional animation-y score like when you do yeah, a silent piano. animation film piano yeah score. a piano orchestra yeah so something so, uh when it's a when it's an actual song and maybe it's because the song had lyrics i like the silent choice i think when you're doing an animated short silence a lot of times a really good way to go you look at some of the best animated shorts that pixar and disney have kind of mm-hmm. turned out and they a lot of the best ones are completely silent and it's a lot of the 
light background music and the movement of things in the scene, like the bounce of a ball or the wind blowing through the plants or whatever it is. Well, it so sounds I, like, like a break I, of, of the of the plane of having a story told taught. Excuse me, a story told by actions as opposed to a story told by words. And they broke the plane and they put both in. Yeah, maybe it broke my thing because like I I think if it hadn't have broken up. You know, like I said, I, I started started growing ninety seconds in. By the end, I had tears dripping. If I, I think if the, I think if the middle portion had a different, either a different song choice or they chose they transitioned from the bedroom to the birth and like flash the whole flashback part. The flashback part's my favorite. I love the flash the flashback part mm-hmm. from her birth to the school. And like through the school stuff is, I think, my favorite stuff. The beginning is a montage. It's It's a montage, and you love a montage. Yes, it's it's ten minutes. The whole thing's the whole thing's kind of a montage. But yes, I do love. But the middle was such a build up. Like the whole middle part was just building up to you know what was going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. The middle, the everything from the birth on built me up. I feel like I could have been built up further if something different took place in the transition between the sad present and the and the and the flashback montage um but that's that's my that, that's my main negative i like i like the animation style i like all types of animation styles so i didn't have a problem with any of that did you have a thing Monica? yeah i don't know that i have a real negative uh, about this i don't have a problem with that transition at all in fact i think that you have this gray gray film and then when your tr- that song in the middle is just represents the the life and the joy that this little girl had and it, you know she lit up this family and i think that it wasn't a break for me it didn't feel unnatural it felt it felt welcome and it made um a story you know being told in 10 minutes that a lot of times people will take you know two hours to tell and you know i think jess can appreciate the fact that sometimes that's entirely too long um (laughs) and the fact that they can that they really uh told the story evoked the emotion um and not in a i mean it wasn't in a pandering way either it was you know what i mean it wasn't no i don't think it was pandering either i agree no it's i think it was a taste it might just be a taste issue i don't think it was a yeah, a gross choice. No, there's no melodrama involved in it. And it's all, it's just, I just feel like there's, you know, when you're, everything is from the parental point of view and it's gray and it's sad and it's maudlin. And then we, we, we find out about this energy of this little girl and, and what she, how she made this family a family. Um, and then again, toward the end, what is missing when she's gone? It's a tight little, it's, I don't know. I think it's pretty perfect to be, to be honest with you. The only questions I had, I, the only question I had, I guess, was about color and not color. I mean, it's, um, it's, it's gray, black and white, but the food, the spaghetti. And oh yeah. That's, that's one colored. of my next questions. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll let you ask oh, perfect that transition. Question. <laughs> oh. Perfect transition. Well, I was going to ask another question, but I think we kind of already answered it. It was, um, how effective was the author delivering a simple film to convey to convey a complex message? I think we kind of just talked about that with the style. But yeah, my next topic is about symbolism in general, and I think the most obvious one is color. When we first watched it, I think I forgot if the first instance of color was when she like broke the house from the soccer ball, or was it her shirt in the dryer? Is this spaghetti uh, and meatballs? 
when they were eating dinner that was in the, the very first, first scene. Yeah. I was paying attention to that. <laughs> I have a whole spaghetti and meatball thing, actually. So, Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm curious to hear like Brennan's take on what they decided to color. Obviously, it's the most I thought it was the most important pieces. Like the blue obviously symbolized yes. her. And then I remember when she was born as a baby, like her blanket was pink. And then there was a scene where they overlooked and the entire city was purple with yellow stars. Right. So uh, what do you guys think? How did the author decide what to color? So I'll, I guess I'll take the lead on that one uh, before I do spaghetti and meatball time, which is the first thing that I see colored. Um, the the blue on the the first thing that I noticed was the mark on the wall, the mark mm-hmm. on the wall from where the soccer ball hit. I was waiting for that to come back around. That's a nice, satisfying payoff that comes back around later, where she you know she hit the thing in the house, and right. that's another thing that triggers the shadows. Um, all the, all the colors are related directly to the memory portion of this. So everything that's happening in the regular day is is you know is the gray, and even even in even in the flashbacks, everything is gray black and white uh except for when it is specifically daughter memory related so the thing hitting the wall is blue the shirt the you said the skyline when they're in the car and the and she's like kind of uh up in the driver's section with them and they're laughing but the spaghetti and meatball part too i noticed was you know that's the first thing that's colored and you're like the spaghetti and meatball thing they're just kind of sadly pushing the meatball around with the fork nothing's really happening and the flashback when she's like maybe two or three it's the second or third part of the montage is this giant plate of spaghetti and meatballs right and that's that's, she's digging in so that's i think that's the that's your first connection even though it's not as like like i think that the side of the wall is very in your face like this is a memory of the daughter, but the spaghetti and meatballs, even the mund, it's not just the big mark on the wall that obviously she did. It's the very simple mundane things of having dinner. Like even that just feels different. And that's also the introduction to the shadow scene. So that, Mm -hmm. that the color kicks off memory, the memory probably triggers like the shadows to come out. And that's when we're, that's when the characters are feeling something. They're not showing their feelings, but the shadows are showing their feelings. And I think the shadows tend to come out and get triggered by the, by the different color memories. I have a whole spaghetti and meatball thing, but I want to save that for a little later. Uh, who wants, anyone that else wasn't knows? that wasn't the spaghetti and meatball thing. <laughs> no, it's it's oh a larger God. it's a right, larger let's just animation hear the spaghetti and meatball thing. You want to just hear it now? Okay. There's yeah. a there's a I have a a larger insight of spaghetti and meatballs in animation. Uh, I've seen a like a, I've seen a lot of short movies on the, you know a lot of just animated films in general. What, like spaghetti and meatball. <laughs> <laughs> sure spaghetti and meatballs i feel like are used it more so than the average common food common what i like western western european american you know western society food uh like i was thinking of a lot of other shorts that i really like and there's the one with the little puppy who gets fed table scraps uh i think people what's i can't remember what that one's called but there's a lot of the short ones where i, I when i saw the spaghetti and meatballs i'm like it's spaghetti and meatballs again it's always spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> why, why is, is it always, always spaghetti, spaghetti and meatballs, meatballs? <laughs> it is always spaghetti and meatballs though and it's because it's like it's such a simple dish that like it can be fancy it can be it could be like uh it could be ratatouille and not ratatouille the dish obviously but like it could be served fancy and like highfalutin and adults enjoy it and then it can also be for like you know like little kids and like little kids love spaghetti meatballs it can be for dogs it could be for like lady and the tramp when they're pushing meatballs around sharing the spaghetti spaghetti meatball shows up a lot in animation more very commonly recognized dish 
and it's easy. Yeah, to but drill. why? Why spaghetti? Why spaghetti and meatballs and not lasagna? Or uh, lasagna is like too complex. Less, too less complex. Okay. Yeah, or like chicken wings and ch- chicken nuggets is just kind of kitty. I don't know. For me, it would be well, tacos. Well, that's the thing. Is what do you want, like a meatloaf? Tacos would be. I'm everywhere. just saying, the spaghetti and meatball seems to be such a universally recognizable. Like everyone likes this. Kids and adults alike like yeah. this. Everyone has it. No one dislikes spaghetti and meatballs. If you like, it's 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 more like when you see pizza in a cartoon, it's usually because like uh, like we didn't make it's dinner, like like pe- like or something. Yeah, or like yeah, not, the, the... that's not even like in a cartoon. That's real life. Like I order a pizza when I didn't make dinner. <laughs> well, right, but that's it's. I, I, it made me think about lar- the larger symbolism of spaghetti and meatballs. Spaghetti and meatballs in an animated thing is like. It's the universal understanding food. It serves every purpose. It speaks to everyone. I think it's, it's a comfort it's, food it's, for a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, it say. means home. It is, I mean, but that's it's kind of a it, thing. It, it means home. But it, it's simple, but it, it's still like um, it's not pizza. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Uh, but it's also not the big turkey on the Thanksgiving dinner. It's right. like just a universally like it fits all the time. I don't know. I, I had a I had a spaghetti and meatball tra- train derail. Spaghetti and meatball is the universal universal animated food if you want to convey like just warmth to anybody anywhere Mm -hmm. everything it's it's very it's a very good choice it's it's simple but i think it gets the point across wow okay or nicole do you have a thought on the colors Um, (laughs) I, i do have one other thing i know you guys are you know thinking of the main comforting colors that we're seeing in terms of what the parents are are recognizing like the the blues and the shirts and and whatnot but the thing that stuck out to me the most is that american flag in the school i mean how gray was that school except this bright ass red white and blue pounding you in the face like this is america this is what what are we about to watch what are we about to hear what are we expecting you know why is this so prominent and you know that just that just leads us into the the main you know horror of the film itself and that's the color that stuck out the most to me i actually forgot about some of the other things like the blue wall and stuff like that when i saw that it was so punchy yeah, I feel like this is probably a segue to one of Jess's next questions. No? No. It is. Oh, okay. Um, I still have some more about... <laughs> it is. <laughs> it, I have some more about symbolism, though. Um, so one of the things I struggled with is putting into words what the shadow figures were. Like, mm. I, I know what they are, but I can't really articulate. Like, it it is their spirit. It's kind of like if they were outside looking into their situation. But if you had to describe to someone, like, what the purpose were or what they were, or if you had a shadow figure, what it would be like, how how in words would you describe it? Hmm. I would, I I think it's emotions. I mean, I think um, to say that it's emotions, energy, like stream of conscious, like that's kind of what I thought it was because the emotions that the characters have, like in the movie are different than the emotions that the shadow figures have. Right, but the shadow figures are they, they those are evocative of everything that's going on in my opinion, everything that's going on within those characters that they can't I mean, you're I think when something like this happens when you lose a child for it, you know, whether it's uh to some violence or whether it's to illness um or an accident, the, your the numbness of like looking at the actual figures is very different than what is going on inside of them. So I think 
when you're seeing these shadow figures, a lot of the times it just represents all the energy and all of all of the all of the emotions that are happening inside. They want to yell at each other. They want to comfort each other. They want, you know, they want things to be normal. They, you know, all of these things. And the same with the little girl. She comes in as a shadow and she's trying to comfort them. And because that's, you know, as as passing over into angel or however you want to look at it, that's her job now is to try to, to try to comfort them. Or that's what Mm -hmm. we believe, you know, that's what most people believe will happen. So um, I think that's what those shadows are. And that's, I mean, they're really important to the movie, but they're so uh, sometimes they overshadow, overshadow the shadows, overshadow the actual characters. (laughs) So Um, I I might foreshadow something too. I have no idea. Well, that's actually what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, we are all on the we're right on wavelength. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sync it up. <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs. We're the Spaghetti and Meatballs yeah. podcast. <laughs> the, um, the shadows of the parents are past tense to me, meaning these are the things that they wish they could have done, wish they could have said, how, their fe- how they wish they could have reacted. When we see the the girl walking into school and you see those two shadows just writhing for her and causing a hurricane to get her back. Like they are, they are the emotions that these people are stuck with. Now this, the screaming and the fighting and the crying and the pushing each other away. These are things that this is all a, an effect of the cause. Like this is like everything that's been happening, you know, this is what they wish they could do and they, like they they can't do it, but this is all past tense to me. The, the little girl, her shadow is current. This is how she would feel now. If she saw her parents feeling this way, if she saw how her, how her family's life has been changed, um, she wants to be comforting still. She is still that little girl. She's still ha- happy and wants to see the happiness of her parents. Um, these two different shadows like colliding into a world that will never be together anymore is what's causing these like these things that we see them happening. You know, we're, we're not. She wants them so badly to come together on that platform, and we see her, you know, extend as big as she can to try to grab them to come together but that's it's in the past it won't be that way anymore we see all instead all we see is them fighting overhead you know that's what it is now so i i think that it's just a combination of um emotions that could have happened but they never will so i just i just feel like it's it's all i think it's all over the place but they all they all mean something specific the best the best i could come up with is the shadows are them watching the events, like watching themselves happen. It's because that's you, what I uh, thought. Like the outside in, like if you were like right. looking yeah. at this in a bubble, that that's yeah. kind of like what you if would you do. yeah if the two of them were watching this, not this film, but like we're watching these series of events, and they they had because the very first time we see the shadows you notice it's the opposite shadow yelling at the person right. at the table the, the, yeah. the wife's shadows yelling at the husband and vice versa because they're trying like why don't you say something why don't you do something and then later on we'll see the shadows do things that I think mostly line up with someone looking at themselves being like what are you doing like why aren't you acting this way and why aren't you talking about this or why are you ignoring this or and, and then we see when we do the flashback montage the shadows are 
you know, they're remembering their things and they're happy when the happy things happen. And the big shadow part, the, I think the best use of the shadows, because I was kind of iffy on the use of the shadows throughout this until what I would consider the payoff when the shadows together try to stop her yeah. from going into the school. Yeah. When they're like pulling her and like turning into like a twisty thing around her. I think that's the best use of the shadows and it justifies their use the whole time. Because I was like, the throughout the thing, I'm like, the shadows are good. Like, they're what make this different than just a straightforward story, but I don't know if it's getting its thing across. Then but when it gets to the end of the montage conclusion, that's when I'm like, yeah, this was worth it. This was a good choice. Um, and so I, I, I guess I'm more, most with, I think everyone has a good interpretation. They're kind of similar, but I think I'm most with Jess in that they are, they're, the shadows are mostly like them watching them is the best way I, I think mm-hmm. I can put it. Cause that, that explains the daughter at the end too. The dot, if the daughter's shadow were here, what would the daughter's shadow be doing right. in reaction to these events? The daughter would want the parents to make up and, and remember the good times and like not turn on each other and that's that's what the daughter's shadow would want for them i think this this movie without the shadows lacks depth so i think they oh yeah definitely you know they add you you only have three characters in the whole thing plus cat um but this sort of (laughs) add (laughs) i don't want to leave out cat um but this sort of you know almost at this almost doubles your characters you know and maybe even more than that because they they kind of change a little bit like i think i agree with brennan that they kind of change a little a little as as the time goes on as the 10 minutes go on mm-hmm. um so again <laughs> another thing that just tells you it's a tight situation that you know gives you a perspective into someone who has dealt with this situation before what you're what you feel internally is indescribable and if this is the best way for someone to show what their emotions are possibly in this type of you know situation this is probably the best way you can do it is creating another person i i got two questions left Mm, um so title of the movie if anything happens i love you comes from the little girl she is in class and a gun shooter comes and she knows she probably only has you know 30 seconds left to live so she text her parents that and her parents respond they don't respond but you can see them typing like wait what what are you talking about um so if you were in that situation where you know you only had like 30 seconds two minutes max to live and you could send a text to your parents like would it be this or would it be something panicky or what do you think you would say Hmm. i think i would be full of adrenaline and i just be like mom i'm scared or something like that i don't think i would be mature enough to say what this little girl said interesting um, but how do you think you guys would react okay your parents are not alive so you want to take this one first <laughs> 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 uh, short answer yeah my parents were pretty much dead before cell phones so um okay so i'm guessing i have why to... is the phone talking <laughs> <laughs> what's that noise um <laughs> Who's interrupting my crossword? <laughs> How did you know? That's terrifying. Um, Intuition. So I'm assuming that I would probably have to be calling like your dad. That would probably be the call that that I would be making if it were right. You know, if I were in that kind of a situation, I'm on a I'm on the plane that the hijackers hijack and I'm going down. Okay, so that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know that I I don't think I would be. I don't think I would take the just route of I'm scared. I think I would be more like the little girl, but it's a really, and not saying that I'm mature, but I'm just saying it's a really mature thing to do um, mm-hmm. to say something like that. 
and it's hard to know how long whatever was going on before she had the opportunity to you know to do this on her phone I get the feeling it wasn't long so um yeah yeah I, I think I'd do pretty much what she did because I think if I said that to my mom my mom would automatically assume something terrible happened I think she'd probably think you know I did like I got in trouble at school or something like something not terribly bad like this she wouldn't assume you were about to die yeah, ex- exactly. I think she'd probably think something out of the ordinary, but she wouldn't yeah. jump to conclusions like that. What about you, Nicole? What would your experience be? I am a very emotional person, and I probably say I love you to those that I love probably ten times a day already. Um, Even though you didn't cry at this. You're the only I... one who didn't cry at this. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, very emotional. <laughs> um, I'm very sentimental. So my immediate reaction would be to say I love you. And that would be, right. if, that's, if that's the only thing that could that could cross my you know fingers to my phone, that's what I would be saying for sure. Uh, I would say the same thing she did. Yeah. To who? Who's your first person you text? Don't ask me that. Yeah, that's. Not I don't a, care that, if I lose to your mom. There's, there's no winning answer to that. Don't do it. No, they, yeah. <laughs> My answer is even better than I'm doing what I call the religion Harold Mary. Um, I'm probably not texting anyone because I'm just rapidly praying to every god I can think of and be like, maybe this is the right religion. Like, hey, hey, God, I know <laughs> I I'm not figured it out. <laughs> hey, I don't, I know I don't go to church like since I was ten or whatever, and not, uh, you know, I, but like, you, you, you know, you, I think, I think your your side has some pretty good points, and I would really appreciate a, you know, a quick. Si- oh my like, god. Hey, God with eight arms religion. Uh, you know, I know, you know, your, your, your thing seems pretty popular. No, I'm, and I'm only half kidding. I don't think I would be able to text anyone. I think I'm mostly praying rapidly and hoping someone will save me, save my cowardly ass. So that's, that's what, that's my final moments. Wow. You guys are so welcome for that. I not expecting that. <laughs> Like I, I just like I don't think I'd be like I need to text like like no offense to the three people who would be in the top list of people I would text but like I don't think I I don't I don't know if I would that would be a connection it'd probably be like fight or flight try to find a way out and if I knew I was done like knew I was done then yeah it would be the religion hail mary <laughs> not even dial nine one one huh. Well, what good's that gonna do? If if I think I'm gonna die and I'm assuming it's, it's within sixty seconds, like I'm not now. Like there's there's no way. If I if I have a little bit of time, I'm trying to find a way out of the room or to stop the person doing it. But like, yeah. if I if yeah, I yeah, I think if they I, all if, knew there was no time. Yeah, if I knew I couldn't stop the person, if that were like a certainty, then yeah, it, it would be. Well, maybe. <laughs> I really hope there's an afterlife, guys. <laughs> Brennan takes the "Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret." Out of the yeah. whole thing. <laughs> it's like, so we haven't talked in a while, but uh... <laughs> you think you could do me a fast one here? <laughs> yeah, like, like I could be, I could, I will work my ass off as an as an angel or whatever my job would be in the second world. I don't know, I don't know what the religions say, but I'll, I'll, do, I'll, I'll do whatever whatever you guys need. I will sweep all the floors with my eight arms. <laughs> yeah. You guys need coffee at eight. God AM? I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so after watching this, what emotion or theme most resonated with you? And a couple examples I wrote down were, was it the daughter wanting her parents to still be happy and maintain a healthy marriage after a tragedy? 
Was it the unfairness of um, gun violence in school? Like how Nicole pointed out, like it's the American flag. So that definitely um, harps on that one. Or is it kind of like in the beginning where it's just, you know, grieving parents in general, losing a child like, or anything else you could think of? Like what most resonated with you after you watched this? Um, there's definitely a huge stigma, as I think there should be, about gun violence in America, especially in schools. There's so many documentaries and movies and actual, you know, pieces of news regarding gun control and, and shooter, active shooters in, in this country and stuff. So... I don't, I'm sorry, I, if you're going to take this route, I, I, I just want to add context. McCormick and Govier, the people who made this, they spoke with uh, several parents who had lost children to school shootings in the U.S., and they also worked with the Every Town for Gun Safety organization, which is a pro-gun control thing. So becomes, they definitely had this in mind. That becomes yes, pretty that. apparent to me yeah. when we see just how they show the emotions of these parents. Like I said earlier, you cannot put yourself into this position and come up with this. You need to hear firsthand encounters with this type of thing to even understand how to make a little short film like this. Um, so that's the, that's the main thing that I come away with. Maybe it's because I don't have children. I don't have, you know, any, any sort of interaction with a tragedy in this way. So I can't put myself in those shoes and take away the credit of other people that have, that have dealt with this and are still, you know, living their lives. So the main thing that I, I walk away with is seeing the impact of families because of what's happening in America in terms of, um, you know, the past five, 10 years of, of just the, the increase of school shootings, what we can do about it, why there hasn't been much action taken to prevent this, why we aren't utilizing the things that we have in this country in terms of uh, counselors and things like that to try to prevent these from happening. Yeah. So you can, I mean, those are the three big perspective pieces you could take. You could you could you could i mean you you probably empathize with all three positions but it's when i say positions it's you either resonate with the daughter you resonate with the parent or you resonate with the larger gun gun message those are like the kind of the three things you can fall into or or even i guess you could even add like losing a kid but that's kind of more of the parents thing and even though i don't have a kid and i i have a gun i haven't never used it for anything but i it's somewhere in a closet um i, I resonate with the parents the most i for some reason i i you know they are the main characters we start and end with them but like they're the ones who drive the emotion out of me the kid being you know having like please be together in in the afterlife is a nice like closing sentiment but that's not what punches the punches home the the feelings and you know i'm i'm, I'm numb to news at this point unfortunately so i that 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 colors the whole thing literally with the flag color but um it's the parents that i i that draw the emotion out of me the most being being the parent of the group i think for for <laughs> yes. me it is for me it is the the child loss um i've seen um, people lose children in a variety of manner, and I think it puts a toll on on the surviving family. And particularly if you're a family that you know has just the one child, and now you just you're left with the parents. I think it's um, it's an un unbearable burden to have, um, regardless of how it happens. I know that that's not 
the overbearing message of this this film but that's the that's the feeling and the resonance that it's it a has repercussion with me. of this happening it's you know it's a con it's a consequence that some people get it's a consequence but i think people sometimes get you know they get not overexcited about these things but it's um there's a lot of of attention paid to these kind of things and way less attention to paid to like children that are living in violent homes on a daily basis and and that don't and that are not getting help or children that are being trafficked um in the world or people that are being trafficked i mean there's a there are so many things that are just not i don't know they're not the glamour things and and there's not i think that there's it's maybe there's not a political uh bully pulpit that you can get behind on it everybody hates you know trafficking of children right mm -hmm. um but it's so uh it's pervasive and it's and it's it you know i'm sure there's way more children lost to that daily uh than what happens with any sort of gun violence in school and that's just that's just a matter of how the news portrays these things and who they you know decide to put into the spotlight do they put the victims of trafficking into the spotlight or do they put this the suspects of a school shooting in the spotlight you know but yeah that's that's the thing is like i think sometimes you have to have perspective about some of these things and that uh the loss of a child is the loss of a child the loss of a person for for whatever reason is you know gut-wrenching to those individuals that are families and friends and and that love that person so yeah i mean it comes th this film doesn't hammer any politics at all it compl no, it's completely it it, uh, it obviously has a i mean it has an american flag put, based day in it but yeah <laughs> but it's it's subtle it's not like it's i mean i mean it's not i don't it think it's subtle like it's at not, all to be honest with you so that, that flag okay, is the okay. biggest <laughs> let me rephrase <laughs> yeah let me rephrase it's not it's not so it's not so heavy-handed where you feel like you're being told how how to propaganda fix something? Type of thing. It doesn't feel like propaganda. It doesn't feel like someone telling you like um, if you don't put your gun down, you're murdering children right now. It doesn't feel like that. Which it, you know sometimes opinions can feel you know, as harsh as that. Are you saying it's uh, not Michael maybe... Moore, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's not Michael Moore trying to say how stupid all these people on not his side look. Right. Which is a perfectly fine way to do things. I mean that you can you can do that and people will like people will like that. But it's 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 not doing that. It's it's focusing on the parents and then by the time by the time you realize like if you didn't know what was about a school shooting, it's it's the reveal, really. It's the yeah. reveal that that's how they lost their kid. If you yeah. didn't know going in that this was about a school shooting. And then, you know, uh, per yes, perhaps the giant colored American flag is supposed to be like, only in America will 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 people will children be shot in schools. And then you have to be like, because if you step back and then think about that, then you have to be like, well, what do we do to stop that? What are the ways to to fix that and that's where people because no like like i said no one likes human trafficking no one likes children being shot in a school it's what are people willing and believe the right thing to do about it is without compromising elsewhere like that's the kind of that's the pull when it's human trafficking there's no compromise there's no like yeah everyone wants it everyone thinks bad everyone wants all stop all cost but when it's this it's different because some People really like their guns, so it's, it's, it's a harder, it's a harder line to walk here specifically. Mm -hmm. Jess, did you have a closing sentiment on on this? Yeah, so I think my what resonated with me the most, or when I probably cried the heaviest, was at the very end when the shadow figure of the daughter recognizes her 
her parents were getting distant and just grieving their own way. But she's like, no, you guys need to come together, Mm -hmm. be happy. A terrible thing happened, but you're going to get through this together rather than uh, just them going their separate ways or whatever it was. Um, So not really about the grieving parents or about the violence, but just the how the daughter reacts to the family. Yeah, you're yeah. the most hopeful of the bunch. You actually resonated with the with the with the with the hopeful daughter ending piece. Right. <laughs> I know. You just just, just focus on the, the horrible hope. parts. <laughs> I brought up many right. more horrible things that happen in the world that we should be outraged about. So <laughs> Who so, wants to yeah, go make we'll, a short we'll... about human trafficking? <laughs> yeah, that that'll be fo- I mean, it'll be tears. I will not be good. Um, yeah, closing closing thoughts, I guess. Uh, since you picked this jest, do you have, what are your final final words? I mean, we've exhausted it all. We've talked about it five times longer than the movie actually is. Nice. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Success. Think, yeah. Unless yeah, you guys no, have uh, anything more to add about this, um, I guess will you share it with your friends or like share it on Facebook? Is it something that you think everyone should see? Like, how do you feel about this film, especially being published in like you know twenty twenty? where all the bad things happen. Uh, yeah, I think I would advise people to wait until we are out of COVID maybe to watch this. This is, it's just one more thing. And you're like, Oh, there's a lot. (laughs) I think there's a lot of people that I know that I would recommend it to for different reasons. There are people that I think really appreciate the, what would be the artistry of this movie. Um, and then particularly, I know people who work in the mental health field who would, you know, appreciate having, seeing this and and seeing how it can be portrayed in such a simple manner uh but it has a powerful message i mean the one thing that i can actually see beneficial from this quarantine is that there are not mass amounts of children in schools right now for this to happen to and this should be the time that they take to settle new laws and new restrictions and get to the bottom of why this is happening and how we can combat it as best as possible because we have the time now we have the resources to do this there is not people in schools with you know people who have mental illnesses that are that this is affecting people that have access to guns when they shouldn't people that have access to getting into schools when they shouldn't this is the time for them to you know, crack down and make this so it's not feasible anymore. No, this is a good, this was a good watch. I, I appreciate uh, the, the suggestion. Uh, I cried about as much as I expected. Uh, Cause I do like 90% um, of the movie. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's only 10 minutes. So I said for, you know, nine, nine minutes. Nine minutes. That's a average, I think. I, 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 Movies are how I feel. You know this. This is my conduit for emotion. This is how I. Uh, this is how I empathize with anything. Is, it's uh, so through, funny through because that is so true. And then when you're like Nicole might come off sometimes as like ah cold. I didn't like this, this, that, and the other. But we know that she's such you know an emotional feeling yeah, in the real person. world in the real world to real people about real things in the real so. world nicole will read me a story oh 20 people just died in a horrible pileup can you imagine how horrible <laughs> she's genuinely like that is horrible i'm thinking about this horrible and i'm like yeah news happens no, all the time like, oh there's and 20 less people on the roads now that's good 
Or you stop listening at, oh, listen to this. 20 people, and then all of a sudden, nothing. Yeah, he heard nothing. I'm like, yeah, people die. People, You know how many people have died since we started this conversation around the world? Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, movies. I can always always feel in a movie. So, uh, yeah, I I guess it sounds like a pretty much unanimous recommend across the board with minor caveats here and there for Nicole didn't like it as maybe as much as the rest of us. Okay, if you says if you don't if you don't want a downer not to watch it, but uh, you know if you need a good cry like me, I uh, I'm, I'm on board. So thank you, Jess, for bringing this to the table. Yeah. And like you said, thanks, Jess. It's it's your perfect yeah. it's your perfect movie. It's nice and short, and we, we talk about it more than the actual length of the movie. So yeah, um, <laughs> we <that's>, really did. <laughs> that's the end of this host pick. Uh, it'll be Nicole's turn in January in the new year. Oh my so gosh, we got we got some time. We got some time before then. We got some... <laughs> it's very extreme there. Uh, we have several episodes coming up that are basically like I don't know if they're going to be Oscar stuff. I don't know how the Oscars are working this year. They're kind of getting pushed back and stuff that's like in January and February are going to qualify, which what? I don't believe in. I'm like, there's a whole thing. So I don't, I don't want to get to all that right now. But we are doing. Uh, our regular shows will all be 2020 movies, mostly stuff that'll probably be up for awards of some sorts. And we are also going to do our end of the year shows. That's the draft show where we draft 2020 movies. That'll be an interesting one this year, as will be our top five and end of year superlative show. That'll be coming in the beginning of January. So got a fun month ahead of us for movie related things as it, as it usually does. It heats up at the end of the year. So, uh, if you have anything to recommend to us, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. We You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. I'm losing my voice here. Uh, you, I, we are on Twitter at FilmsWomenPod. And you can email the show, FilmsWithTheWomen at gmail.com. We'll get to suggestions in the new year. That's it for your host pick, Jess. Thank you for recommending Yay. it. Thank you. Yeah, Mom thank okay you. And Bye-bye. Good job, Jess. Nicole. Good job, everybody. All right. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore pod host on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.